Episode 27 starts now. Welcome to ShareMo EDU. We are a team of two Missouri lead learners sharing stories across the state and beyond. I'm Dr. Renee Hawkins, principal at Maple Elementary School in Smithville, Missouri. And I'm Dr. Eric Carlin, elementary assistant principal at Maple Elementary in Smithville, Missouri. This week's guest is a middle school teacher who is full of life and energy. Phil Strunk is a blogger, podcaster, and host of the trending Twitter chat, Whale Ed Chat, on Thursday nights, focusing the chats on reflection and growth. Recently, Phil started the Educations video series that features educators from all different backgrounds, focusing on hot topics in education. It's an honor to welcome you today, Phil, and we look forward to reflecting with you. Thanks for having me here. I'm uh, I'm really excited to be here. Love watching your show. Love the different episodes and and the way that you uh, that you keep the party going. Awesome. Thank you. Well, Phil, help uh, our audience get to know you a little better and tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, uh, my name is Phil Strunk. I am a sixth and seventh grade history teacher in the great state of Virginia. I teach in uh, in Northern Virginia. Before that, I was from uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. But as my wife and I were, were getting married, we we knew that Virginia was a good place for lovers. And so, uh, you know, she was already here. I, I moved on down, uh, got my undergraduate from Messiah College in Pennsylvania and uh, and have absolutely been been loving to teach. Uh, this past year, I was I was challenged by my principal to start a podcast. So I started the Wins and Losses podcast that quickly turned into a blog and then the uh, Whale Chat, Wall Ed Chat, Whale Chat, however people want to pronounce it, chat. Uh, and then, uh, and then after that, Educations was born as well. And so, you know, here I am today, getting to talk to you about things that that the three of us really love, and and that's and that's education and helping our students out too. Awesome! It's funny how those that encouragement from others can cause you to right comfort zone and start something big. <laughs> Definitely. Well, Phil, your hashtag for education is Whale Ed Chat. How do you honor this hashtag? The, the big thing for, for Whale Chat was that I wanted a space for teachers to be able to talk about their victories and celebrate them. Uh, but I also wanted to talk about another part that I don't think is discussed enough in Twitter. I love Twitter, very active on it. But I think sometimes we neglect to talk about our, our defeats. And so like we see a finished product, but we don't see all the challenges that got us there. And so I wanted to create a space for that. And, and that's where that chat was born. So for me, living it out is, is being very honest and vulnerable on Twitter. Uh, in fact, my last podcast episode that I released on Twitter was all about my biggest loss of the year. And I think that it's important for us to share those and, and be real. Our students can smell phonies and so can we. So if we're not if we're not being authentic and and true to ourselves and, and being honest and reflective in our craft, I have a hard time understanding how we can be the best possible teacher that we can be uh, that we can be really in general and overall as well. Yeah. I love that. I know your questions, you know, the uh, four questions or whatever really tied to a theme, but also kind of that piece of here's the failure and then here's what I'm going to do next time. I think that's so important. I think it's great to uh, point out too that when we see these pictures on Twitter or this great room and all this kind of stuff's put together and nice and neat, uh, you know, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that went into that and that journey and uh, opportunities for, um, you know, the, the growth there that, that you have to go through. So. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely breaks up that perfectionism piece as well. You, you look at like the Pinterest perfect rooms and you think, man, this is awesome. I'd love to have this, but you don't have to have a Pinterest perfect room to, to have incredible relationships with your students, to inspire them, to, to help them achieve their maximum possible potential. You have to be true to yourself and you have to recognize like, these are the areas that I'm really strong in. These are areas I want to focus on with my students. These are areas that I want to grow in so that I can put these over in the win column and continue to support my students here as well. Very cool. 
Um, share a message from a book that you've recently read that would cause our listeners to take action. This past school year, my principal, Evan Robb, had us read Innovator's Mindset by George Kuros. Awesome book. Love it. Within the first chapter, he said something and it just sparked. And it was my, my major theme going into this year that students should leave your classroom more curious than when they entered. I think that's a profound message. I think about my experience as a student where I would come into a class excited and I would leave completely drained and not want to do anything afterwards. I don't want that for my students. I want my students to be able to leave and say, I can't wait to come back or um, a really rewarding moment. And it's one of those moments that it's like, I promise I didn't pay the kid to do this. I I was having lunch with my, with my principal and, and we were eating in the cafeteria and a student came up to me and said, Mr. Strunk, I had so much fun in your class. I, can I go home and do more work on our, on our assignment? Absolutely. You know, like it's those sort of it's those sort of wins where you do see how that, that curiosity expands beyond the classroom that you realize, yeah, this is why I got into education. It wasn't for the 18 million pieces of paperwork. I, I got into education to help these kids love learning too. Very cool. Yes. Um, reflect on these statements, Phil. Right now, one thing that is going well for me is, and I want to grow by <sighs> One thing that is going well for me right now, I, I would have to say right now, one thing that's been going really well for me is, is developing this professional learning network, this personal learning network. I've learned so much from educators across the globe about things that I want to incorporate in my classroom. They, they've opened my eyes up to the strengths in myself I didn't recognize, which have helped me build better relationships with my students. They've given me tips for whenever things don't go whenever things don't go as well as I'd like for them to go. Uh, it, it's been incredibly rewarding to connect with them. Now, an area or, or a growth point, something that I'd like to, to pursue more. Let's see. Um, I'm looking for that big stack of paperwork of, of things I'd like to improve in right now. If I were to If I were to pick just one of them for now, at least, I'd say I'd like to grow in grading. And, and the reason I say that is a couple folds. One is I've been thinking a lot about this concept of a gradeless classroom. I think that sounds pretty cool. I think it sounds like a really cool way to, to build portfolios and, and help students with that. But I also want to make sure that whenever I'm looking at student work, you know, I have 150 kids. I want to make sure the feedback I'm giving them is the priority there over the grade. I mean, the, the number the number goes in the grade book, but the learning is what sticks with you as the student. Uh, hopefully and ideally. Like I remember much more the the really positive comments and the really constructive feedback I got from my teachers more than and I was trying to think of like a grade, but more than more than the number that was on the paper at the end uh, as well. That's great. I think if you uh, change that mindset to the comments rather than than that number, especially at middle school, they know what those numbers mean or you know the feeling behind that. And so I think that's great. Yeah, it's 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 an it's an important step for them too to recognize like yeah the and again these these grades they might go into your grade book but for me I'm I have a very fluid grade book if you struggle in an area and you want to come back and say you know Mr. Strunk I didn't do well on this can I try this again absolutely I'm it's it's not like permanent ink marker whenever I was a student if I didn't turn something in on time you know you lost ten percent for every single day it was late whenever I was a student if you know you just didn't turn stuff in you got a zero and and that was it or if you didn't do well on a test and it brought your grade down two percentage points well hey that's your fault for not studying even though you might have studied the night before I think that I think that students deserve better. I think that, that we as, as adults and as educators we recognize that there's a lot more fluidness in, in the things that we do 
And so why do our why do we deny our students of that if we want to prepare them for the real world by saying, no, you have to always 100% of the time do things this specific way. Right. Hey, what three words would you use to describe the person who has made the greatest impact on your life? And why do those words come to mind? Three words. Uh, I would say wise, joyful, and kind. When I was in college uh, and, and I was an RA, my my boss, my RD, he, he was a very powerful mentor to me. Uh, people tell me all the time that, that they're shocked whenever I tell them this, but I used to be a very negative person. I was a very like, pessimistic person. This person, my mentor, Michael Wawari, he's actually a field hockey coach at Vassar College up in New York now. Uh, he opened my eyes up to the fact that you know, there's, there's a lot of good out there. You have to be more merciful to yourself, give yourself grace and, and openness and, you know, take opportunities. And instead of looking them, looking at them as this is like something that's going to fail, take it as an opportunity to learn or to grow or to improve, to be better, to strive, to do better. And so all of these words, all that counsel that he gave me through, through all of our meetings and, and all of our connectedness, you know, I, I really do consider him a, a powerful mentor. On, on Father's Day, I text my dad, but I also text him and thank him for, for everything that he's done for me as well. That's awesome. Yeah. And what a great message and reminder as we are getting ready to start back in a new school year. Right, right. Okay, what's been a game-changing moment for you in the field of education? This past fall, my curriculum specialist came up to me and said, hey, Phil, we have a conference in Charlottesville that we want you to go to. So Charlottesville, from where I live, Charlottesville, Virginia, is about two hours south. So I was going to have to wake up about two hours earlier than I wanted to. Uh, and immediately my thoughts were, how do I get out of doing this thing? But I, I ended up going, and it, and it really was a game changer. I've been going to this conference where we design the state of Virginia is slowly moving away from standardized testing. And in fact, in history, we're getting rid of the tests and we're replacing them with performance-based assessments. And this conference was all about designing performance-based assessments, but it wasn't like a sit and get. It was, you sat with a, a group of teachers who taught your content, you looked at the different standards, the reporting categories, and you built PBAs. I'm, I'm relatively new to the teaching profession. And so whenever I was a student and in college, whenever uh, we were going through instructional designs and, and things like that, a lot of the, a lot of the different PBAs were just make a PowerPoint. I didn't want to do that with my students. I thought they deserved better. So I didn't really do anything in that regard. But, but this conference opened my eyes to that. They helped me see how to create those authentic learning moments. And so since then, I've done things like I've done, I've used Google Classroom to create a, a Twitter chat for Westward Expansion. I had students working for the Museum of American History to design websites for them. I had them creating museum exhibits for Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, and then this fall I'm having them, I'm, I'm working on like an Elon Musk colonizing the moon PBA for them as well that I'm excited about. Fun. Cool, talk about yeah. being relevant, that's right. pretty cool. All right, if your cup is not full, you cannot fill the cup of others. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> How do you promote self-care? I promote it better than I model it. So, uh, I, I try to promote it by, by encouraging people to take time to rest. You both have been in whale chat, so you know, usually the last question I try to tailor toward, like, what's something you're going to do this weekend or, or what's something you enjoy, just so that, just to like prompt that, yeah, we're here to have an educational conversation, but you're also a human being, not a robot. So take that time for yourself. 
Uh, I've been trying to schedule out, carve out some more time for myself. So, you know, Netflix has become a really good friend of mine. My brother who lives back in Philadelphia, uh, he's a pretty big video gamer. And so I will, I'll occasionally shoot him a text message and try to connect with him on there as well. And just take that time. My, my favorite way for self-care is to take my beautiful wife and we like to go out and go to all the different restaurants in Winchester and check those out too. Very nice. cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, with the start of a new school year, we are promoting hashtag all in August. What is the focus you have for the 1819 school year and how are you going all in? I like that hashtag. <laughs> all in August. I, I think one of the ways I'm trying to go in to go all in this year is with my sixth grade class, I'm going to try flipped learning. I figure as they're moving from the elementary school to the middle school, I think flipped learning has a lot to offer them and will help make that transition to middle school easier. So this summer I've been doing a lot of reading. I've been doing some action research on flipped learning for my master's course. Uh, and I've also been making different videos, different articles. I've been developing hyperdocs and, and a lot of different things to try to be all in now and then continue that all in attitude throughout the year too to help those students and to hopefully meet their needs and give them that, that quality education I wanna make sure they're getting every single day. Cool. Yeah. All right, we've come to the moment in this interview where it's time to share your fast five. We're going to fire five questions at you and we want you to answer with the first thought that comes to mind. Okay. All right, All right. <laughs> Renee, fire away, question one. Would you rather have a rewind button or a pause button on your life? I'd say I'd rather have a rewind button. There, there's you know different moments in your life where you're like, man, if I could go back and, and just do this a little differently, it could do this. Um, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and say rewind. Okay. Would you rather go deep sea diving or bungee jumping? Well, I'm terrified of both. <laughs> uh, I always thought it'd be cool to be a marine biologist, but I never wanted to do the deep sea diving. But hey, you know why not? Let's go ahead. Let's say uh, it's Shark Week. Let's do deep sea diving. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What do you want to be when you grow up, Phil? Uh, I want to be a Star Wars historian. Woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is one person you will collaborate with to go all in this month? Say it again. Who's one person you will collaborate with to go all in this month? Oh, it has to be my uh, my math teacher on my team, Todd Risser. He's an awesome educator available on, on Twitter at Todd Risser. Really innovative, bright thinking guy. We bounce ideas off each other all the time. I am, you know, if he's not ready to go all in whenever he watches this episode, uh, Sorry, Todd, you got no choice now. <laughs> All right, Todd, no choice, man. Would you rather make a phone call or send a text? <sighs> call me a millennial. I'd rather send the text message. <laughs> All right. Well, Phil, it's been great to learn with you, and it's fun connecting. Uh, it's been a, a great time. And uh, we just want to give you an opportunity to share anything else that you'd like to uh, with our listeners before we close out. I'm really thankful to be on here. One of my favorite podcasts to to listen to and to watch. I think you guys are doing a great job sharing MoEd, and uh, and I'm really excited to continue and to dialogue with you and and with people across the Twitterverse as well. So thanks for having me. Thank thanks, you. Bill. Tune in next week to learn more as we share, share Mo Edu. Edu. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks.